This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Matt Jones and Chad Brown. Kentucky and Denver coming together. He's got a big excitement because of the Nuggets and the Avalanche. My excitement is Will Levis. But Mark Kessinger, ESPN Radio's play-by-play announcer, his excitement is he's calling the Kings and Warriors tonight at 9.30 Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. And, Mark, have you been to one of the games in this series in Sacramento yet? Not in Sacramento, Matt, and I thought you would be talking about Monk and Fox with your Kentucky. Well, tennis, I'm getting there. I'm not. I, I'm not. Listen, that's... I'm not there yet. I'm getting there. But what I wanted to ask not... you was about the atmosphere. I mean, I get a sense that this is an amazing atmosphere. You're going to be around. I'm sure the area. I mean, they haven't had playoff games that mattered in 20 years. I would assume that whole environment is insane right now. Is it? I, it is. Uh... Well, I'm looking out the window right now. Golden One Center gleaming in 83-degree sunshine. Everybody's wearing their Kings gear. I'm trying to find where they light this beam. I'm looking at the roof right now. I think I'm on the wrong side. I've seen a lot of gold and, and blue. Of course, San Francisco is only 80, 85 miles away, so it should be a great scene. I would think. i got to do a little more research. It's definitely the biggest game in this building, which opened only a few years ago, but you probably have to go back to the the conference finals uh, where game five was played at Arco. They won that game, and then the Lakers won the last two. So I think we're looking 20-plus years since the biggest Kings home game. Yeah, that's like 0-2-0-3. I think Chad's probably the last time. Mark, uh, the Warriors have been in playoff series in the past tied up 2-2. And they've won all those series, 2015, also in 2015, 2018, 2019, and the 2023 finals. The the Warriors have certainly been here before. They know how to operate when the series is tied up. Yet, the Warriors are one of the worst road teams in the NBA, now playing on the road tonight. How do you balance the Warriors' experience in winning games in tight series like this versus how poor they have been on the road this season? Yeah, it's a great question. We were in San Francisco on Sunday, and we've done a bunch of uh, Warriors games this year, and enough late regular season where you, you ask Steve Kerr, you're like, have you guys put your thumb on this yet? And every time you ask, there's like, no. And if we did, we would have solved it by now. Now, some of that could be Andrew Wiggins was out for a long time, uh, you know, injuries, the second unit was young, and maybe isn't applicable, you know, to looking now, we can make all kinds of excuses why they haven't won on the road. But if you just want to look at small sample size, which is the first two games of this series, they could have won game one in any manner of way. They had a couple of, you know, good shots. Game two was competitive. Um, Sacramento, the game that we broadcast on Friday in game four, on Sunday rather, in game four, um, the Kings could have won that any number of ways. Neither team executed down the stretch, which was, you know, remarkable, uh, you know, for two teams in an outstanding series. So um, here's what I saw. I saw from Sacramento, they looked more like the regular season Kings that were dominating at the end of game four. And the Warriors, you know, lost a heartbreaker here in game one, lost a close game in game two. So, you know, that's my way of saying, I don't think we ever figured out why they couldn't win on the road, but I don't know if a season's worth of road losses, you know, applies as heavily, especially when you get into a fifth game of a series of teams that know each other really well. 
Talking to Mark Kestisher, ESPN's radio play-by-play announcer. He's doing Warriors-Kings tonight. For people who are not big-time NBA fans, the sort of rise of Sacramento, probably until this series, they're surprised by it. And I follow Sacramento a lot because they have multiple Kentucky guys. And that 2017 Kentucky team with Fox, Monk, and Bam is one of my favorites. Fox has hit another level. But what else do you ascribe this amazing rise by Sacramento? Because their roster didn't really change a lot, yet they really moved up and played so much better this year. Why do you think that's the case? Yeah, it's a great point. Um, You know, it it would be easy if we wanted to look at one change and say Mike Brown, you know, who brought over, um, look, a defensive philosophy, but what is Sacramento known for this year? Being the best offensive team in the league. So maybe it's not the answer. I think De'Aaron Fox, you're right, took a new level this year. I think Malik Monk was a a way better under-the-radar signing than anyone could have imagined. Sabonis, nobody talks about, you know, that trade with with Tyrese Halliburton. I think both sides are happy with what they got, but Sabonis is so underrated for the talents he has at seven feet. And then you look at some of the young guys. And Kevin Herter, by the way, is another one yeah. who, you know, got traded by Atlanta and played way better. I know he's struggling in this series, but, you know, shot 40% from this year. Davion Mitchell, outstanding defender, second year in the league. Keegan Murray at the four spot is, you know, a guy we're going to be talking about for a decade. Harrison Barnes, many people forgot he was still in the league. <laughs> or, or did he win a championship with the Warriors in his early days? You know, you forget about him. And he had a decent year. So, it's a collection of parts, and it got off to a great start, and we all said, ah, oh, that's a great story, but let's see what happens after the All-Star break. And they never, they never moved. In fact, if anything, for a while, they kind of uh, moved ahead of Memphis, and you realize, all right, this team's for real. But it's their first go-round, and uh, this is the big test, right? They have home court if it goes seven in two of the next three, and they won the first two. I mean, tonight should just be incredible to see what happens. Certainly looking forward to tonight. Mark, let's go to a team that has been eliminated, the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, My guy Kawhi Leonard, maybe the best laugh in the NBA, as evidenced by many (laughs) internet memes. Uh, Some of the great nicknames, the board man's got to eat. I love so much about Kawhi, but the injury history is real. It is significant. And to quote Stephen A. from this morning, Steve Ballmer and the Los Angeles Clippers should force Kawhi Leonard to retire. Your reaction to that thought? Uh, extreme. Uh, I get it. You know, it, it rises opinion levels and eyebrows at the same time. I, I thought maybe you're going to say, uh, you know, give back half your money. <laughs> let's, let's, let's take back what we paid you for, uh, you know, sitting out, um, and resting and ready for the playoffs. It's just unfortunate. And like Ty Lue's a really good coach. I, I respect him a ton and it's, it could seem like an excuse, but it's, it's true. I mean, they, they never had the guy. How many of us, I'll just say the three of us, how many of the three of us picked the Clippers to win the West at the start of the season? And we always couch it with, you know, if they're healthy, and it felt like this was the year they were going to be healthy. I know I did. And, yeah. uh, you, you know, we probably never can, even if they bring these guys back for another run at it last year, uh, not to bring, they will be back, let's assume. Um, you know, I don't think we can give them that benefit of the doubt because they – um, you know, they rested uh, more than you would you would like to see, and it still didn't matter. Same result. Neither were available in the final three games, and they got bounced in round one. Mark, I'll get you out with this. Is Milwaukee going to get through this series? I mean, like, 
they're my pick to win the whole thing, but they are facing three straight elimination games. On on paper, this shouldn't be an issue, but are they going to lose? It's a great question. In my heart of hearts, I feel we're going to be in Milwaukee on Sunday for a game seven. The other side of that question, Matt, is is Miami capable of putting together what we saw in those three wins? To me, that was the team in the NBA that I struggled to figure out the most. They couldn't even finish in the top six ahead of Brooklyn that gutted its team you know, from its top two superstars. I thought for sure they would get up to six or maybe five and never did. And now you lose Tyler Hero and uh, Jimmy Butler is like he's back in the bubble dominating. Like to me, that's what I want to see that. And every time, you know, we talk to Eric Spolster throughout the years, he has such confidence in his guys that, you know, that they can get it done in the right circumstances. And they have in this series, they took advantage, obviously Giannis missing a couple of games with the back injury, uh, but, boy, it's hard to imagine that Milwaukee is going to bow out. But three straight games, they got to win. I don't know. It, all I know is it feels more like the NCAA tournament, like we talked about coming in, that you know the West is wide open, although we just assume the top three in the East, one of those three would be standing. If Milwaukee's out, it changes the entire face of the Eastern Conference playoffs because the two best teams left standing will face each other in the second round. That's assuming that Boston takes care of Atlanta after what happened last night. It's the most open NBA playoffs I can ever remember, to be honest with you, where you really – there's like seven teams that could win it. I'm not sure that's ever been the case. Mark, cast the shirts, 9.30 tonight, Kings and Warriors. I am very envious of you because I think that's <laughs> going to be a special, special environment tonight in Sacramento. Enjoy yourself. We are working with PJ, special uh, work, gargle, whatever, so that gravelly voice will make it through the whole night again. Hey, I, as a fellow gravelly-versed voice person, I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you, sir. Thanks, you Mark. Thank you. So about, what about you, Chad? Does, uh, does Milwaukee win that series? I mean, like, it's right there for them to – I mean, they're not going to go home, are they? This is Giannis, Middleton, they're not going – are they? Oh, you just need one more hot night from Jimmy Butler, and they can send the Bucks home. The Bucks have to wait to have to find a way to win three in a row. Miami just needs one more hot night from playoff Jimmy, and they got this thing. So uh, I would not be surprised. I would not be shocked if the Bucks found a way to win the series. But uh, if I had to put some money down on this thing, I'm going with the Heat, bro. So you you would if I said to you, okay, it doesn't matter what game. But the Heat are going to win one of the games. You would you would say yes. I would say absolutely yes. Can you think of many? I mean, again, you you played football. A little bit of a different situation, but Jimmy Butler has to go down in history as one of the players who elevates his game the most in the, like from where he is as a player to what he is in the postseason. Can you think of many guys who take a bigger leap than Jimmy Butler? I mean, Reggie Miller did that in his day. Trey Young's doing it this year, but Jimmy Butler's another level. Like Jimmy Butler is not a guy who's 56 points in the regular season, but he does it in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler showed up on that overrated list that we talked about earlier for Trey yes, Young. Yes, he did. So he was on that list. So Jimmy Butler, in the regular season this year, I think he averaged 22 points a game uh, here in the playoffs, averaging, I think, 36. 
So, I mean, that's a massive leap in production. No, to answer your question, I cannot think of another player who finds a way to turn it up in the most critical of situations. And let's face it, the regular season is just to come up with the seeding for the playoffs. The playoffs are the real season. That is where the champion is determined. So if I'm going to pick a profile for a player, a guy who's great in the regular season and maybe takes a step back in the playoffs versus Jimmy Butler, who's pretty good in the regular season and steps up big in the playoffs, I'm taking the Jimmy Butler kind of guy every single time. I don't understand Milwaukee. I just don't understand. I don't understand how you lose that game four. I mean, they have right now on Miami, you've got Jimmy Butler, who's amazing, and I think Bam, who's like really, really good. But who's the third best player? I mean, they're running like – Max Struess and, you know, Oladipo's hurt, Tyler Hero's hurt. I just can't believe that even with Giannis not 100%, Milwaukee can't win this series, Chad. I think it's like an unbelievable – if they lose this series, it's a really like an all-time choke job, even noting that Giannis is hurt. Yeah, when you're the one, you're not supposed to lose to the eight. I mean, I, I understand in the NCAA, NCAA tournament where that kind of thing happens. There's a, a Cinderella one story. Yes. Yeah, one game. That, that happens. There's always some team who, who's outside of the radar who, who makes it to the Sweet 16, and we're like, oh, my gosh, I never saw this coming for them. But in this case, when the matchup was determined between the Bucks and the Heat, it was clear who we all expected to win. It was clear who was going to be the best player on the floor. Now both those perceptions have been turned. Jimmy Butler has been the best player on the floor for this series, and the Heat, in my mind, are going to win this series. Yeah, I still think – I still am holding out that the, the Milwaukee wins. But this is a really a big disappointment. Now, the Lakers and the Grizzlies, I am with you that I think the Lakers win the series. But do they win it tonight? Do they go into Memphis and win it tonight? And if they do, how big of a statement is that? It's a pretty strong statement, and I think they will win it tonight. Uh, when guys like Austin Reeves are your leading scorer um, and AD can – be off for another night, another game in this series, and you still find ways to win. I just think that the tide is favoring the Lakers in this one. I don't think the Memphis Grizzlies are quite like the Timberwolves 1-2-3 Cancun. I don't think they're quite there. Um, <laughs> one, two, three, is that what you thought the Timberwolves were? That's mean. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, they showed up. They showed up. The Nuggets did. didn't play well in the first quarter, but then the Nuggets fought their way back into that ball game. Um, so it wasn't quite as 1-2-3 Cancun as I thought it would be when they talked about just not wanting to get swept. If that's your goal, to not get swept, you won the one game. You've achieved your goal. Now it's time for you to go home. I think there's a little bit more fight within um within memphis but the whole dylan brooks thing we saw the immaturity from john Morant with the gun incident here in denver in the strip club and all that i think this team is just too immature to find a way to rally back in this series so whether they the lakers win tonight or the next game it's still going to be a lakers win in this series well i think if you're the lakers you don't want to get to a game seven i think no. a game seven in rest. memphis you, you you need well you need the rest and i also think you lose a game seven i i think I think they lose tonight. I think Memphis wins tonight, but I think game six is the most – I mean, it's a huge, It's massive for that franchise because if you win that and then you sit there in the next round and you have the Warriors, you know, or even the Kings, there's no reason, Chad, to think you can't win those series, right? Like the Lakers could end up in the Western Conference Finals. 
I think things have to fall their way, but I think they got to take care of business. Hopefully tonight to get enough rest. When you when LeBron James is you're big on rest. Is that because as you get as you get older, you just value rest yourself? <laughs> you're very big all day today. You've been talking about rest. I think you're big on naps and that kind of thing. I'm not a big nap guy, but I'll say I'm going on about a six week streak of not getting enough sleep every night. I get to myself to bed, but I wake up far too early and I wake up tired. Okay, and so fatigued. let me ask you that. That's yes. a good – I'm like that too. All right, so 888-SAY-ESPN. Do you have sleep tips for me and Chad? Yeah, not getting is, to sleep. I, I'm with you. Asleep. I have the same thing. So do you like sleep like four or five hours and then wake up? Yes, and I'm groggy and irritable. Me too. And, and my body just – I put so many miles on my body, so many miles on these tires when I was playing. If I don't get enough rest, then things start to hurt. So I my knees hurt. My ankle hurts. My back hurts. You know, everything in this world doesn't have to be sports. We can also share sleep tips. 888-SAY-ESPN. If you have a sleep tip, because I want Chad to get rest. I look at him, and he looks like a man who just needs a little snooze time. Let's help him out. 888-SAY-ESPN for Chad's sleep tips. Plus, we're going to get ready for the draft. It is time to dash to the draft. Chad, when he's not falling asleep and is having to figure out what to do, he graded his top five defensive players. We will tell you who they are and if your team picks them what they're getting. That's next here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Okay, football fans, let's get back to some football. This is the Dash for the Draft with Canty and Carlin. One of my favorite TV sports days of the year tomorrow, the NFL Draft. I think Chad Brown, I'm Matt Jones here for Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. I like how happy everybody is. You know, Chad, I like to see people sort of be happy, fulfill their dreams, put on suits, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate they have to go to Kansas City, but besides that, it's a happy day. And so I just think uh, I think it's going to be – I love watching, even though I may not know all of the people. I love the stories and everything behind it. It's one of my favorite days. It's a great day. It, it's a great day. It's one of those days where you get to see some people's dreams fulfilled. They've That's worked right. their entire life for this moment, not just them. A lot of people had to participate in that dream for those kids to get there. Mom and dad had to drive back and forth to practice. Somebody had to wash those stinky socks and jocks. Somebody had to teach this kid technique. Somebody had to show them how to buckle those pads on the first time. All that wow. stuff had to happen for that dream to occur that we get to watch tomorrow night. I don't know why the producers, when they heard you say stinky jocks hit music. Do we have stinky jock music here on ESPN Radio? I guess no, not. No, that was, that was, that, that was, was a mistake. A mistake? All right, I just All didn't right. know if, you know, I thought, hey, everybody. I like we have sounders for everything. Why not for that as well? Um, all right, so we – it's natural. Everybody talks about the offensive part of the draft, and they mostly talk about quarterbacks. But Chad Brown wants you to know there's defenders too. Yeah, they're not glamorous. They're not as sexy as the offensive guys, but they matter. And so on our dash to the draft, Chad Brown is going to give you his top five defensive players in this draft. So let's see what's up first. Uh, Number at number five, I got Lucas Van Ness, the edge defender defensive end from Iowa. Guy's only a red short sophomore, so his best football is in front of him. 6'5", 275, ran a 4'5", 840. So didn't start any games at Iowa in 2022. Uh, came off the bench, but still was second team all Big Ten. His skill set, his size, his power playing style, uh, I think his best football is in front of him. That's why I got him at number five. There's some other guys uh, who could have possibly mentioned here. That's a high particular. You're telling me, Chad Brown, a guy yes. who didn't even start for Iowa, is a top five NFL guy for you on defense? Because his best football is in front of him. He's still so young. He's incredibly athletic for his size. You get him in the right scheme with the right linebacker coach, this guy is going to be off the charts. Trust me. I will tell you that my Kentucky Wildcats played Iowa in bowl games back-to-back years, and that was a nasty defense. Just nasty. I'm bo- I mean, just both years nasty. And he, you're right. He, he would make big plays. What's next? I'm going to go with Tyree Wilson, the edge from Texas Tech. Guy started his career at Texas A&M, ended up finishing his career at Texas Tech. Another one of those guys with the great size, 6'6", 
275, uh, tremendous size, tremendous length for an edge guy. Those long arms are going to create separation in the pass rush, and he's been rising up on a lot of people's draft boards where there's been talk about him moving in front of Will Anderson, the great yeah. edge guy from Alabama. I don't think he's quite there. There's some limitations to his game due to the size, not quite of a, a great knee bender, doesn't turn the edge Will as well as Will Anderson does, um, but that size and strength and speed ratio is going to make him very difficult for offensive tackles to deal with at the NFL level. What has made him rise so much? Because he's an example of a guy who, as you put it, the underwear Olympics part, the sort of post-season stuff has really had him rise up the charts. What do you think is the reason he's been such a late riser? Uh, almost all his issues can be fixed by some, some better coaching. He needs a, a more explosive get-off. He's a, definitely a powerful guy, as evidenced by his numbers as far as workout numbers, but his get-off's a little slow. He's got to be more violent with his hands. That's something he can learn at the NFL level. He's got to be a little bit more aggressive when he gets off of blocks. A great coach is going to instruct him on that. So his deficiencies have nothing to do with his skill set or his mental processing ability. He just needs more polish and more coaching. And every coach in the NFL always thinks, give me that guy. I'll coach him up, and I'll make him better. Violent with his hands. That's very – that's a defense violent with his hands. What's next? I'm going to go with Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon, formerly from my Colorado Buffaloes. He transferred out of there, took the greener football pastures at Oregon, greener on the field as far as bowl games and NFL exposure, and greener in those NIL dollars as well, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, but, But he's got great size, speed, and explosiveness. Now, there's some shortcomings to his game. Not the most physical of tacklers. Gets a little lost out there sometimes. Not necessarily great ball skills. Some of the instincts are are lacking. But when you have a guy who can run with any player on the field and is not going to be outsized by the bigger, taller receivers in the NFL, that's almost a perfect combination for every GM that they're looking for at that cornerback position. I love this guy because he's so smooth with his hips and his foot movement. As he gains some power and strength, I think the confidence will come for him to be a more physical run defender as well as pass defender. There's a lot of chatter that this draft maybe isn't as good as the last few at the cornerback and defensive back position. Do you agree with that? Yeah, looking at, say, uh, Pat Sertan out of Alabama who went to the Broncos with the, what, ninth pick a couple of years ago. Uh, Christian Gonzalez is not coming out of college with that kind of level. There's potential there. The skill set, the silky smooth feet, all that is there. I just don't think he's as well-rounded as a guy like Pat Sertan was. Like Sauce Gardner last year, guys like that. Maybe not in this draft. What's next? I'm going to go with Will Anderson here. Uh, Top 50 recruit coming out of high school, went to Alabama, did nothing but show that he was deserving of that high school ranking, found a way to get better and better every single year. An edge guy who's got power moves, who's got speed moves, handles tight ends and offensive tackles really well in the run game, obviously played for a very demanding defensive coach. Uh, I think he's versatile. He can line up on either left or right side. I've seen him off the ball. I've seen him line up on the interior of the defensive line as well. Very talented and skilled with pass rush games. A great understanding of the field for that. He's going to immediately walk in the door and if he's going to be drafted as early as it looks like he'll be, he'll probably be the best passer, pass rusher walking into the door on that team he gets drafted by. If you made me gamble on the player I least think will be a bust in the entire draft, it's him. Like if you said, Matt, your entire life is on a player being at least good, I'm picking Will Anderson. I just don't – I see no way that guy fails. Whether he becomes a star, who knows, but I just don't think there's any way Will Anderson is not a success. And what is the top one?
Jalen Carter, I know there are the off-the-field concerns, but on the field, there is not a talent evaluator who doesn't have this guy as the best defensive skill set in the draft. Uh, I think he lands someplace like Seattle, where Pete Carroll is definitely used to dealing with guys who have a, maybe a bit of a quirky personality or some off-the-field issues and gets them to buy into what he's selling up there in Seattle. Jalen Carter is can play in the one. He can play a three. He can two-gap. He can be explosive and shoot gaps. He can handle the run. He plays with tremendous leverage. His skill set, he has the skill set of a grown man. Sometimes defensive tackles come into the league and they're big and they're strong, but they don't have the technique and the leverage to play the position well. He walks in the door with those that are already at an NFL level. This guy is going to be a dominant player if they can keep his head screwed on right. So if you're sitting there and you have the number three pick in your Arizona, does the fact he had those off-the-field issues make you – I mean, is he good enough that you overlook him, or do you just say – I mean, how do you – I know you think he's the most talented, but if you were a GM and you had all the defensive players on the board that you've talked about, are you still taking him first? I would go back to, you know, maybe when I was 20 or 21 – and I got some NIL dollars and someone and I went out and bought a fast car. Chances are I was going to drive it fast. Now, unfortunately for him, that resulted in a loss of life and a very terrible incident for him and the University of Georgia and all that. But, you know, I drove my car fast when I was 21 years old. Um, I didn't always take everything as seriously as you should, as he evidenced by him showing up a little overweight for his pro day. Uh, but the skill set on tape is there. He was a guy who ran every play. Sometimes you have a concern about defensive tackles. You know, do you are you in the box guy or do you run every play? He ran every play. So the passion for football is clearly there. Just needs the right coach to ride him and guide him along this journey and show him how to be a professional. There you go. There you have it, the top five. I'm picking those guys because Chad Brown told me to, and he knows more than I do. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Janet Jackson, you didn't think she'd be involved in the NBA playoffs, but she is. How does Janet Jackson and Rhythm Nation play into the NBA playoffs? That's all next on Canty and Carlin. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. That's right. It's that time. It is time for Play of the Night. That's where we give you the gambling play here on Canty and Carlin that you should make to get rich and to be a baller like my co-host Chad Brown. That's why all you got to do is do this, and next thing you know, 
you're going to make it. Now, Eric, one of our producers, has made the play. He's been practicing. He's been putting all the data in. Tell us where we put our money tonight, Eric, on our play of the night. Uh, we're going to Cleveland. It's Cavs-Knicks game five. The Cavs are down 3-1, so go New York? No. Cavs money line. We're starting there. Then we're going to go to oh, Darius. going to say that right in front of me, right? Huh? <laughs> like, like, you didn't think I was yeah. going to acknowledge the fact that you said go New York? No. Like, really? Like, the, the total talking, disrespect? Chief? Like, you're standing, you're sitting right in front of me. The total disrespect? You know how hard I have worked and how much sacrifice, blood, sweat, and tears for the Knicks to be in this position right now, Eric? And this is how you're going to do me? See, we're going to have a, the only a problem with the Knicks. It's the only problem with the Knicks being good, Chad, is that Knicks fans won't shut up. Like they, I, like I, I love the Knicks. I actually really enjoy them. I love quickly. I love Randall. Chad, they won't shut up. They haven't even won a, the series yet. Is there a more annoying fan base than the Knicks fan base? They're up there. Cowboys. Nobody is more annoying that's one less than the Knicks. There you go. go that's ahead. the right way to put it. All right, so wait, I got Cavs money line. Darius Garland, we're going points over 21.5 points. Darius Garland over 21.5 points. Going to Jarrett Allen to get a double-double. And then I'm going to R.J. Barrett. Everyone's saying, you know, oh, we got to apologize to R.J. No apology to R.J. because he's going to go under 17 and a half points tonight. And that's going to pay out at a very hefty plus 850. So that's Cavs money line. Darius Garland over 21 and a half. Jarrett Allen, double-double. R.J. Barrett under 17 and a half. I like those. I, I, I think Cleveland wins tonight. And if you're going to do all that, if you think Cleveland's going to win, that's a good bet. Let me be clear, by the way, Chad. Chad, I like the Knicks. I do. I, I enjoy. They're, they're maybe might be my favorite NBA team, but their fans, mm-hmm. they win one game and they like run shirtless through the streets and start punching people in the face, and you're like, just calm down, man. It's still game two. I am with you on that. That's why I said you know they've got to be the most annoying fan base, just because of their. <laughs> they, they, you give them an inch, they they want to run it a whole yeah, yard exactly with right, excitement. Judge. That's exactly right. All right, it is now time after that play of the night for us to go to the thing we do on the final segment. That's three and out. So for three and out, we always try to give like three stories that maybe a little under the radar that aren't getting a ton of publicity that we want to check out and talk about, and we'll start. In Colorado, where Chad is, in Boulder, Deion Sanders had the Colorado spring game on ESPN, huge for the program. But since then, 18 players have transferred out that played in the spring game. So these are people that were apparently good enough to play in the spring game, but have somehow left, including the wide receiver who caught 158 yards worth of receiving. Chad, you're there. Doesn't that smell weird to you? It is weird. I, I love the publicity that the spring game brought, but the very next day to see 18 guys transferring out of the program. But let's go back to when Coach Prime had his very first meeting with the Colorado Buffaloes. He told a lot of those guys, get in the portal now. Get in the portal now. I'm bringing my own guys in. So for a football team that was 1-11 last year, uh, you had to not expect too many of those guys to be hanging around or have roles on this year's team. So after the spring ball, uh, a lot of those coaches went to those guys and had conversations with them and told them essentially they are being cut and they need to get in the portal and try to find some us to, somewhere else to play. Dion's going to continue to change over that roster. This may be the greatest roster turnover in college football history. 
45 new guys between uh, transfers and high school recruits this year. There's going to be another round of transfers here after the spring ball. Now that the portal has opened up, there'll be even more over the course of the summer. So the Buffs are going to remake their team from top to bottom. My concern for Coach Prime is how do you get all these mercenaries on the same page? How do you turn a group of guys in it for themselves into a team that's willing to sacrifice for each other and be loyal Colorado Buffaloes, not just loyal to Coach Prime? Yeah. I don't know. Somebody's got to play. Like, it's a lot of players to lose. I guess we'll find out if it works. The Tampa Bay Rays are, as we speak right now, playing the Houston Astros. It's tied in the first inning at zero. But the Tampa Bay Rays are 20-4. and four. One of the best starts in the last 15 years in baseball. Chad, has there ever been a team have more success to start a year that no one knows anything about? more than the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, I will raise my hand and say, I didn't know. I didn't know. Now, baseball is not part of the conversation on my radio show. It's a football-based show. But I had no idea the Tampa Bay Rays were playing that level and brand of baseball. 20-4 and four is a tremendous, tremendous start. Uh, yeah, this should be a much bigger topic. You know, the, the Yankees are on SportsCenter every single night. Tampa Bay Rays deserve a little love themselves. Wander Franco, if it wasn't for him, I couldn't tell you one dude on the team. Not one. Not one guy. On the team, but that's the way it is with Tampa Bay. They're 20 and four playing right now. And then finally, Janet Jackson, her Thursday concert has been pushed back. You may, in Atlanta, you may think, well, who cares? Well, the reason it's pushed back is Hawks Celtics game six. Well, six will be in Atlanta. But here's my question for you Should the Hawks feel disrespected that the officials at the Atlanta Arena scheduled the Janet Jackson concert and then didn't cancel it when the series started because they assumed the series would be over by game six? They should absolutely feel disrespected. Your hometown arena doesn't think you're going to be deep in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? I understand Janet Jackson is a, you know, it's got Rhythm Nation and all of that stuff, and Janet Jackson is awesome. But yeah, you've got to respect what the Hawks and Trey Young are bringing and give them a chance to finish out the series without having to move to Janet Jackson concert. It is what is your favorite disrespect. Janet Jackson song? Ooh, I'm going to go a little bit off the radar here. Go a uh, Janet Jackson slow song. Let's wait a while was uh, Ooh, one I of like the songs it. I used to play back I in like college. That's the way love goes, which was a very uh, wonderful video. And of course, escapade, because I consider doing shows with you, Chad, a wonderful escapade. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you all for listening. Joe and Amber are next. I'm going to go rock a little Janet. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, this has been Candy and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.